When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. What's going on, everybody? We are back sitting courtside. It is Courtside with Chrissy and Gabe on Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network, and we are discussing all things WNBA hoops. Some teams are making a surge one way or the other, and we're going to break that all down. And Gabe, my friend, oh my goodness, we've, we've seen a lot of things change. Since yeah. last week in the league, yeah, no, we uh, we took a week off and then everything changed. We also had some really good Twitter beef. Um, I feel like that's been well covered, but the Twitter beef was really good. I, I don't know. Are you are you team Are you team Skyler? Are you team Jazz? I don't. Are we know. taking see, sides? It's hard for me because I'm a Gemini, so I see both sides uh, of everything. Okay. But at the same time, I mean, if you get dropped or your ankle gets you know gets a little slippery, you can't undo that. And I get that. And that's worthy of reporting. And we want to see that because it's exciting. Okay. But at the same time, at the end of the day, who won the game? And I get that too. Um, so it depends on which team I'm playing for. So if I'm playing for Phoenix, I'm like, yeah, but you got your ankle mm-hmm. swiped at. You know what I'm saying? But then if I'm with the other teams, I'm like, okay, well, you didn't win the game. That is the point. That is the point. But I mean, in the world that we live in with social media and you get the 50 second, you know, highlight with music and slow-mo and somebody gets dropped off at the curb. I mean, it's pretty nice. I mean, you like to see nice plays. So, but they were going at it though. Sky, Sky, (laughs) is not playing around, man. No. But I, you know, I appreciate the feistiness of, of the uh, discussion that was going back and forth on Twitter. It's pretty funny. Uh, I think the lesson is always, always talk your bleep, always talk your trash. Um, 
you know, life's too short to not talk your trash and it's going to be very entertaining for the people around you. Um, I also think Skylar, this isn't what we were going to talk about, but I also think Skylar, Skylar has been, um, I want to say feisty. She's just been ready to throw down this year. She is not taking anything. (laughs) That's right. uh, She got elbowed by, um, who was it? Marina Mabry. It was, oh, a little, yeah. it was a little Notre Dame on Notre Dame crime and Skylar got right in her face. I was yeah. like, mm, this is, this is good. I like this. This is fun. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you got to stand up for yourself. I think, you know, and I'm not advocating violence or, or punching people in the face or anything. And not that she did that obviously, but you know, there's gotta be a line drawn in the sand when it comes to disrespect. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's, she's, uh, a vet. I think she classifies as, as a vet now in the league and the respect needs to be there. I don't care if you oh, went yeah. to Notre Dame or not. Like you gotta, you know, game respects game. If you know, again, if you, if you got your ankles, um, you know, legs sweeped, then you got to take that. And that's what it is. Like you got, you got that your is, legs swept off. So. <laughs> that is, that is life. You just have to deal with it now. Um, also, sorry, I got, I got, we're getting way off track from what we want to talk about. That's but fine. so Stan, Stan Van Gundy has apparently been fired. He has. I did not know that before we started. Oh, and yes. Mark Stein tweeted that uh, Pelican's assistant coach, Teresa Weatherspoon, is expected to merge as a candidate to replace Stan Van Gundy in New Orleans. I love that. And I also love that Becky Hammond and I don't mm-hmm. know I was about if this is true about Don, about Don Staley, but they are yeah. reportedly on the short list for the Portland Trailblazers job and it's time. I mean, and I know we weren't going to talk about this, all the ups and downs, like in the league standings, but Hey, listen, it's time to hire a female in the NBA and haters are going to hate regardless. Okay. But the ones who love it are going to benefit from seeing a woman in charge. And it doesn't matter. Like the game is the game. They obviously have their current positions for a reason. Don Staley yeah. is the Olympic coach. I mean, for, the, you know, for the USA team, obviously she's the head coach at South Carolina as well, but Becky Hammond, man, she's paid her dues, bump her up, make her a head coach. And from everything that I have seen, and because I know all three of them pretty well, um, Teresa Weatherspoon, man, she's been ready. She no, was born ready. ready. She was born ready and she'll tell you. Okay. And and we know this and she doesn't need to tell you because you already know because everything that she has done in her life and in the game and she just gets it. I mean, Zion Williamson, I mean, he has said, yeah. he has just praised her from day one about how much she has helped him, all the players. So let's not get it twisted. It's not just, oh, she's just being put in this place or she gets this chance because she's a woman. No. She's in that place because she's prepared, she's ready, and she's paid her dues. Bump her up, move her over so a couple too. inches, and, and make her a head coach in the NBA. We need that in this world. And our young ladies need to see that. Our young girls need to see that. And it's not some you know circus show to put a female in charge. Just deal with it. And you know if you can do it better, if the ones complaining can do it better, then you would be in that position. You would be on the short list, but guess guess what? You're not, okay? And there's a reason that you're not because you're not prepared and you haven't paid I, your dues like they have. So get off the gender thing and give these women a fair shake and then shake their hand when they're named head coach in the NBA. Do that. I think the, the great part about this is um, 
is that all these jobs are available. The Boston job, the Portland job and New Orleans job are all really good jobs. And all of the, I mean, cause Kara's also, Kara Lawson has been thrown around in the Boston job. So we have right. four women, all of which, as you mentioned, are extremely qualified and would be great leaders of a team, but they also have connections to most of those teams because Becky's been with the, the Spurs some Spurs personnel yeah. has been with the, uh, the trailblazers. Also Asia Jones is with the trailblazers now in part mm-hmm. of, in a decision-making role. So you would yep. hope that that would help the chances of a sure. Becky Hammond or a Don Staley or a Kara Lawson or a Teresa Wilson. I think this year kind of feels like the time, like you're saying, like this year, like last year, I remember names getting, being thrown around a little bit, but it was like, ah, oh, they didn't get interviews or it just didn't feel like they were really in a position to get hired. Whereas now I feel like all three of these jobs could potentially be filled by um, former WNBA players. Well, um, I've just been notified by a Woj bomb that Scott Brooks and the Washington Wizards could not come to a new deal, and he is parting ways with the organization. Woo, wow. We are just getting all these little uh, Woj bombs today, Gabe. Scott yeah. Brooks out. Scott Brooks out in D.C. And you know, uh, Carol Lawson worked here in D.C. for a while and is from here. Yeah. So, Another connection to uh, a potential WNBA, NBA coach. And so did Christy Tolliver. Oh, Unless yeah. We forget. I mean, so, wow, we, oh, wow. So let me get myself back together because we've been hit with all these um, staffing changes <laughs> in, the, in the NBA and possibilities. Uh, but yeah, my goodness. I mean, it, it, it is time, but I, I think it'll be, uh, obviously it is, uh, it remains to be seen. Yes what what happens there with that but wmba do you, do you want to continue ahead. with our regularly scheduled programming of <laughs> uh, i believe we were going to start with talking about the dallas wings uh-huh. yes I, I, was, I was trying to take that hard left when when uh <laughs> when your uh gps tells you hey, in two feet take a left yeah. and you're like arr, arr. they're like yeah that's me right now so yeah <laughs> let's take that hard left and talk about the Dallas Wings and wow, this young team gave, I'm telling you, they're dangerous. And okay. now they have not just everybody in tow, but they're playing great together and they have tremendous chemistry. You're talking about Mabry. And, I mean, we haven't discussed Arike Gumbawale enough in terms of what she's been able to do this season. Obviously we knew about her clutch gene, but just overall, her consistent, efficient play has really been impressive in Dallas. I think so too. And when you look at this team, they're actually, they're better than their record would tell you, right? Cause they are, they're currently five and seven, but their net rating is 1.5. That's the fifth best in the league. Uh, excuse right. me. What their net rating is a uh, uh, 2.2, which would be the fourth best in the league. And they've lost. And when you look at all their losses, they pretty much ship all of their losses have come by single digits. Um, so it's just kind of, it's a matter of putting all this together. Um, my question though, in Dallas is how does this team balance Mm. looking towards the future while also winning in the now? Because to me, I mean, their, their minutes have just been weird all season. I think it's, it's Vicki Johnson getting used to her team and and the team getting used to Vicki Johnson and figuring out exactly what works and, and kind of tinkering with stuff. But I'm still, you're still seeing uh, the team's number one pick getting nine minutes and 32 seconds of gameplay. And to me, sure. that's, 
it's a bit worrying for the future of the Dallas Wings, which is supposed to be built on the last two years of the draft. Exactly. I mean, if you look at who has been able to come through the doors there, you're talking, we already said Enrique Gugwale, but Satu Sable, I mean, she's back. And, you know, she missed the first couple of games this season, but she's she's back and, and hooping it up and being that reliable inside-outside threat, um, great defender, great size and speed. I just think that they have the pieces in place. Uh, you know, Bella Allery as well did mm-hmm. a tremendous job in the Phoenix game defensively against Griner. Uh, I just think that it's it's really been fun to watch all these, you know, first-round picks kind of come together and mesh and compete for the greater good of the team. Like, you don't see anyone of them, like, trying to emerge as this is my team. I think they understand this is our team. We're all young out here. This is what I can do with my my talents and my skill set. I'm going to bring that. You bring what you bring. And I think there's just that level of respect across the board in Dallas. And I think it's just been really fun to to see that evolve as the year has gone on. Yeah. I don't want to be like too dire about it. Like, yes, I I do want to see them plan a little bit more for the future, but you have Sabli and you have Goombawale. Like it's going to be fine. Like you will figure out a way to, to uh, succeed with those two players just because of how good they are. And you'll be able, you should be able to figure it out. Um, but, and also right. can, can we get, can we get my girl Chelsea Dungey some match? Uh, it's I'm just I saying, mean, just, just throw her some minutes, get her out there for like five minutes. Yeah, give her a chance. I mean, you know, rookies, man, it's hard. And, you know, I know with with Washington, I know, you know, Stella Johnson, I had a chance to speak with her on on the media availability with the Mystics. And she said, you know, I just I just try to push them. You know, I try to Mm -hmm. push the players who are in front of me and, and make them better so that our team is successful. And it's just such a selfless, refreshing approach to the game with all of the you know, transfer portaling and the NCAA and like, whatever people are just unhappy because it's about me. Like, what about me? What about me? Well, what about the team? And I think when you hear that, that angle uh, from young players, it's, it's really great. And to know that Maisha Hines Allen, you know, played two minutes, uh, average mm-hmm. two points or whatever, you know, in her rookie season. And now, you know, last year making second team all WNBA. I mean, it's a process. And although you're competitive and you want it to happen immediately, and some people can jump right in as a rookie and get big minutes and, and you know, be a star in their role for their team, but sometimes it takes time. And that's okay, too. Um, so I just think, you know, with, with Dungy, she's going to get her turn. I mean, yeah. the fact that she made a roster, as hard as it is to make a roster in the league, you know, it's supposed to be 144, but we know full well it's probably about 135, 136 true spots. Um, not easy, you know, to, to crack the code and, and get into the WNBA. So, I mean, she just has to wait her turn. I mean, she's she's on the amusement park uh, line for the roller coaster and she'll be up to the front and she can get the best seat, choose her seat and uh, and go along for the ride. But I think it's a process. And although you want it to happen right away, sometimes it just it just doesn't. Well, and the players who like Maisha stick around, like stick with right. it and keep a positive attitude. Not only do those players sometimes turn into stars like Maisha has, but they stick around. Like that's how you stick around in this league is you figure out how to be a good teammate because, you know, if you're, if you can be on the end of the bench comfortably, then a team can always use you. Exactly. If you can't be, then as whenever your, your skill set doesn't match or your skills start to age, 
you're not going to have a place. So as the players who stick around and understand how to be a good bench player and be supportive are the ones that stick around. That's the, that's the truth. And that's what you have to realize. I mean, you got to come in knowing that like people shouldn't have to remind you of it. Like you need to have that, that fresh approach and understanding of, of your role and what it is for that team at that time. And will it change? Maybe, you know, but you got to put that work in and uh, you know, it's the, the journey of it is the real challenge. So that's what you have to go along with. Um, who do you want to talk about next? Cause there's, so just like we, our plan was basically yeah. talk about teams that are below 500 that we think um, can right. make a run, can look better, how, who have a chance to, to look better in the next few weeks. Uh, however, the, the only issue is there are only three teams above 500 at the moment. There's Las Vegas, Seattle, and Connecticut. Those are the only three teams above 500. Everyone else, except for New York, New York is still six and five, so they're above 500 too. So yeah. there's four teams above 500, and everyone else is below 500. And we're going to take out Indiana because they're one and 12. And you got to show me a little bit more to be in this conversation. So anyone yeah. else, anyone else, any other team between Chicago, Minnesota, Washington, Phoenix, Atlanta, and Los Angeles, who do you who do you want to talk about as a team that can look better here soon? I mean, I think right now, just who is looking better right now because health is now back on their side is Chicago. And with the Chicago Sky, you have both Ali Quigley and Candace Parker on the floor. I mean, they only played that one game, the opening game, and then they were out with injuries. But now they've been back. And that is no secret to the whole wide world that they have won games upon the return of those two all-stars and incredible um, players in, in the WNBA. So I just think that um, right now, the way that Courtney Vandersloot is quarterbacking that team mm -hmm. with all the pieces in place. I mean, I saw the game last night against Minnesota and there was this play. I forgot who was up the left side, but Stephanie Dolson was shot out of a cannon sprinting up the floor for a rim run and finish in transition. And apparently, you know, I heard Holly Rose say that she lost like 20, 25 pounds She's really? playing that 3v3. You know, she's been back and forth internationally uh, doing all this stuff, playing. And But when she took off up the floor, and that was right before Holly had said something about how she had, you know, really gotten into terrific condition. I was like, look at Dolson, like, turning the burners on and getting mm -hmm. up the floor. Like, you know, when everybody is, is on the same page, great things happen. And that's what's happening in Chicago right now. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I love Dolson. I've always loved Dolson. Yeah. I think she, I think she's just someone who opens up so many doors for your team on both ends. Um, right. Also, I really want her to bring back the purple hair from when she was here in DC. <laughs> yeah. That's just a, a personal, a personal request if yeah. Stephanie's listening. Um, but with Dallas, I mean, Dallas, it, you're right. It, it's just injuries um, coming back and and letting them be who they are. It's interesting that. Um, I think this is like the first game that Azari Stevens and Alec Quigley have played together. There's some yep. sort of crazy. Yeah. Which is insane to me. But when you look at those, those two players make a huge difference um, for Chicago, obviously Candace Parker being back, but we know that, you know, when <laughs> Candace Parker comes back, she's going to make a huge impact. Uh, but Quigley to me, I mean, she is just such a bucket. She can get you a bucket at any time. She's, um, 
I think she she probably is the player that most replicates Clay Thompson um, okay. on offense. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, quick release, catch and shoot. She doesn't mess around with it. It's not an and one mixtape when she gets it. You're not trying to break mm-hmm. somebody off or break somebody down. You know what she's going to do when she catches that ball and she's launching. What did they clock Clay Thompson that one time in the finals? He had like 40 some or 50 points and he had the ball in his hands less than 10 seconds total yeah. for the whole game. And I think it went to overtime too. Like he's not holding the ball in his hand. The ball is not sticking when it gets to Quigley's hands from Sloot or whomever else. Like they, they know what she does well and they set her up perfectly for what she does with her skill set, which is phenomenal. I mean, didn't she win the the three point champ? I mean, the all star three point challenge like several times over, and still holds the record for WNBA and NBA with knocking in those those three. Yeah, I think she has the most points ever. Yeah, come in on the, in the three point uh, contest. Yeah, we already which, know what it is. We know what it is with her. I wonder and Parker. How, I, wonder how... I mean, I love Parker. I mean, Parker. We're talking about we're talking you know, about her. coaches. You know, talking about all those other names that we we spewed out, but man, Parker, I mean, she's already made a tremendous transition into broadcasting, right? Mm-hmm. But and I, I've I, I've never heard her say that she didn't want to coach, but you can just see her coaching on the sidelines with all the young players who you know had a Candace Parker doll. What was that? Stevens had a, a doll yeah. of Candace yeah. Parker in middle school. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, I want a team with someone who had a doll of me in middle school. But she's <laughs> she, she is a great teacher. She's a great mother, obviously, too. But she could be another one on that short list to, to coach, not just in the NBA, but anywhere she chooses to, because she knows the game and she's passionate about it and she knows how to teach it. Well, luckily for us, she's not done on the court. So right. that's yeah. that's the most important thing for me. <laughs> uh, when she gets done with basketball, then sure, I hope she she does whatever she wants. Although uh, I really like her on TV. Like we need her, we need her, her on TV. And like as much as I want her, you know, I want her to be a coach or whatever she wants to do. But um, yeah, yeah, you know, I would love to see her Agreed. stay on TV because I think she's she's really really good. She's um, stellar. She's stellar. I love her on there. Whenever the, she's on, I love it. Yeah, so with Chicago, they've won their last three games. I think they'll – I mean, because they were losing, like I mentioned, with uh, with Dallas. They are pretty much losing by single digits every game, and now they're healthy and now they're ready to go. So I, I agree with you. I think they're going to they're gonna have a huge bounce back here. Um, yeah. And we'll see. I mean, I, I just – I do want to – I do wonder, when it comes down to it, what's your starting lineup with this team? Because right now they're, start, they're starting Copper over Quigley. Do you eventually switch that back? I mean, I see the defense, the defense is going to be better with Copper on the floor. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I, um, I like it. I like it because you want to, you want to set the tone out of the gates and, you know, Quigley's just getting back. So, you know, maybe they're, they're doing a, a pitch count with her in terms of how long she's on the floor minutes restriction. I just think that she, you know, I, I like Copper's intensity, but the fact that she plays defense the way she does is, is one part of it. I mean, she can score as well this year. I mean, she's like, she's having a great season. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she's a liability on the offense. Sometimes it's like you're one or the other. It's like, are you a liability on, on defense? And and that won't get you on the court first, I don't think, you know? So I think yeah. the fact that that right now is like a really strong suit for her 
um, coming out of Rutgers, that's what you should have known about her. Um, But I just think that, you know, the way that she's been playing, she has good chemistry with everything that's going on right now. And and maybe eventually, yeah, Quigley will come back in and be a starter. But, and you can bring that, that energy and fire that, that Copper has off the bench. I mean, either way you win. I mean, and that's why they're winning. But either way, you, you can't go wrong with that. Copper and Parker have such great chemistry already. And it's really surprising because it's just like they look like they've been playing their whole careers together out on the break. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I just wonder, I wonder what their best alignment is. Cause I guess, I mean, I guess you just kind of roll with whoever is playing well out of Quigley, Copper, and the Shields for two starting spots. Right. Um, and I guess you, you do want Azrae to start eventually. It, they have, I mean, it, it's a good problem to have. They have a lot of good players. Right. <laughs> the issue is they don't have enough, enough time to play everyone. Um, you know, maybe what they deserve to play, but I, I maybe you just kind of run and then Copper can take the shield spot if they change and then certain matchups will, I mean, that Quigley can come in. So um, exactly. a lot of toys for James Wade to play with if he finally gets <laughs> okay. back. He's probably yeah. feeling like he was starving out there. Um, <laughs> I do want to point out too, just in this game, Nafisa Collier had 27 points. I think she yeah. had like 21 of them in the first half. First half, she was going bonkers in that first half. I was like, oh my goodness, between she and KD last night, I was like <laughs> losing my entire mind. It's just automatic bucket getting time for both of them. I mean, Collier was amazing, but you know, Minnesota. They're, they're struggling with some injuries with Ariel Powers now out with that thumb injury, which is unfortunate because she was just out with the hamstring injury, came back, played one game, and then had to go back out now with, with this thumb situation. So that's that's definitely a bummer. And then Natalia Chonwa um, yeah. with the, what is it, an MCL sprain, they're calling it, right? So you have to be careful with that. I mean, I don't, I can't remember. Was it on the same knee that she had surgically repaired for an ACL or senior year at Notre Dame? I am looking. Uh, okay. I it's, her I didn't right, see. it's her right knee. I don't remember. I don't remember where she got surgery. Yeah. So I'm hoping, you know, they just have to be careful with that um, because of her past issues. And hopefully, you know, it wasn't the opposite knee because that's always hard, you know, and I know it's been some years, but still, you know, once you do that, it's tough, you know? Yeah, I'm going to see uh, – because I think – I'm guessing those two are just going to be out until the Olympic break. Yeah. Oh, also, you know what we didn't talk about? You know what we didn't talk it? about? Um, the All-Star game. We're going to have one in Vegas in I July. Think, I, You know, they I know that, that – I know I, they snuck it in, but the fact that the USA team is going to be playing a team of WNBA All-Stars – I mean, it's basically, and I, I like that because, I mean, initially I was like, oh, wait a minute. But then I'm like, well, it's basically two all-star teams, right? Mm-hmm. It's basically going to be the USA team, which is going to be chock full of <laughs> of the WNBA stars, obviously. And then, you know, you have the, the players in the league. So, you know, I talked myself into it being like, fantastic so you have to like break oh. it down but initially i was like hey wait a minute but then i was like oh there's no difference like it's fine <laughs> i'm going i've decided like i was gonna i was planning a You're trip gonna go this, to vegas? of course i'm gonna go to vegas 
get to go to the WNBA All-Star game? No, we're, oh I'm definitely going to Vegas. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be fun. You have to, like, do an IG Live so I can at least <laughs> experience. Yeah, I'll just FaceTime you the for... entire time. Yeah, That'll be that. the podcast that week. <laughs> yeah, do that. Hey, we're going live that week. Um, Gabe's going to be in Vegas. We're, we're shooting live that week. <laughs> my son has a, a tournament, man. I, You know, that would be fun to go, but I can't. <laughs> uh what day is it? it's july 14th yeah is like a wednesday oh my god it's like a wednesday it's a wednesday yeah i already bought my ticket for my son's thing so i can't i don't want to mess that up flight delays or anything i come back in the next yeah. couple of days and so the this game's on a wednesday for some reason unknown reason um but the WNBA will in uh will take its break after july 11th right uh and then all-star game and then they'll be back august 15th so I imagine those Minnesota players, um, back to what we were talking about, Minnesota players will be out until then. Um, and then until and then until after that, we're really not going to have a normal season because, like, John Qualls out um, playing for a national team. It's Bosnia, Herzegovina. Yes. Eurobasket. Uh, there will be more Eurobasket departures, I believe. And we'll have um, the Olympics. And then it'll be more of a normal season, I think. Yeah. And, you know, Sending uh, lots of love to to the Connecticut coach. Uh, Kurt is oh, yeah. out for uh, indefinitely. Oh, just uh, and and no real specifics on that, but he's not going to be on the sidelines um, for an indefinite amount of time. So hopefully everything's okay with him. Uh, I saw on Twitter he tweeted out that uh, it, it was something with his mom's health. So um, oh, yeah, okay. We're okay. we're hoping all for all the best uh, for Kurt, and that uh, he'll be back very soon um but yeah i did i did forget that he he's uh dealing with the family issue um uh, okay but yeah so ho- yeah hopefully kirk gets back soon um but i think that break will be nice um just to it's been a crazy year and <laughs> yeah. it feels like when we started this season we it's still kind of we, we felt like we we're in the midst of it now it kind of feels like we're towards the end of it so having just a break just to for everyone the players the coaches the fans us just to like decompress and watch yeah. the olympics will be nice i mean the olympics that's gonna be so much fun and oh my gosh i, I can't wait to watch don who has won gold medal after gold medal was the representative mm-hmm. for the united states walking in with the flag uh, her final year playing with the olympic team I, I don't know it's just it just does something to your soul and spirit when you see people uh, living in their purpose and, you know, and, and then that purpose kind of paying it back to them, you know, with, with the opportunities that, that she has had in the game. I mean, it, it's just, it's just remarkable to see that. So I, I am super excited about that part of the Olympic games, but obviously with, you know, USA basketball being the best in the world and, and what other countries are going to do to try to knock them off the, the top of the mountain. It's going to be fun to watch. It is going to be fun to watch. Um, I'm very excited. Also, I saw, I saw a tweet that said that Becky Hammond is on the short list for the Wizards job here in D.C. So that would be four short lists where Becky hey, Hammond is on. Hey, if Becky Hammond comes to D.C., let me just tell you something, man. I, <laughs> we're, I, I don't know. I mean, hopefully these COVID – things get lifted i'm gonna be in the gym all the at every practice <laughs> watching her operate are you kidding if she co- listen I'm, I'm just gonna we'll be, i'm trying to move around in my seat a little bit to keep myself calm if we'll she become a half wizards podcast 
<laughs> I, so we hey, can get the credential. Exactly. But yo, oh my gosh, she comes here. That would be that would be awesome. That would be awesome. So yeah, keep me posted on that. If you see anything woes bombing about Becky Hammond coming yeah. to DC, like let me know. It's just <laughs> one of those so days where I'm like, <laughs> I'm just glued to Twitter. <laughs> so that's gonna be my day. I hope you guys have a, a more active day. <laughs> <laughs> We've had so many woes bombs today already. It's crazy, but I love it, man. Hey, things are popping. No, no moss, but it's, it's all good, but it's all hoops all the time. Courtside with Christy and Gabe. Thank you guys for joining us once again for this fantastic episode. A lot to talk about moving forward as well as we, we get to that, that Olympic break. So Gabe, where can people find you on social? Uh, at Gabe underscore Ibrahim on Twitter at ball and order on TikTok. Those are my two main things. Now I've just like completely migrated <laughs> towards TikTok and Twitter. Um, and then also make sure to follow at her hoop stats on Twitter. I had a WNBA minute video about Asia Wilson come out today and right. I thought it was pretty good. And it was interesting to see. I just watched a lot of her tape and was able to see how she's getting more assists this year. Um, mm-hmm. And how and like how free throw shooting has really uh, helped her be the most efficient player she's been so far. So that's on yeah. at her hoop stats on Twitter, and uh, make sure to follow me too because I'll tweet that stuff out. Yeah, I'm hitting the retweet on that Asia Wilson piece. I need to look at that. I love it. And you can find me on all social media platforms: Twitter and Instagram. Um, the same handle at Christy C H R I S T Y W Scott. 51 on both of those. It's all hoops all the time. Lots of passion. I had some stuff up there about my son. I was screaming um, every time he scored. And so <laughs> sorry, you might just turn the volume off and you know, but anyway, um, I get excited. I love the game, but I love watching my kids play too. So it's kind of a, that's why it's so loud. So there's that, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> thank y'all for joining us. And we look forward to sitting courtside with you next time. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.